Hey church, welcome back to our DriveCast. My name is Brandon Rodriguez and I am the student 1825 pastor at our LifePoint Delaware campus and I'm glad to be back with you guys. Um, this Sunday we um, taught on uh, Minion's Rise of Gru in our Now Playing series and to be honest, I think a lot of our teaching guys and guys that get to teach during the series, um, I say have a hard time, um, have a hard time picking the passage uh, in which you know they're going to preach through as it relates to this movie. I, as I watch this movie, you know our main idea in the series is that uh, stories point us to the greatest story of all, right? And um, as I was watching this movie, and as I uh, was just thinking about all of these themes and all of the things that uh, Minions and Gru grow, go through, uh, there were so many passages that walked, um, uh, that went into my mind and that I began to read through and walk through. And um, the passage I, I ultimately landed on was Hosea chapter 2, verse 16 through chapter 3, verse 5, which if you guys have read the scriptures or if you were there on Sunday, um, you know, we talked about the story of Hosea and how uh, amazing it is um, because God is consistently looking at his people and just saying, hey, I, I want you come back to me. I will be your husband. I won't just be your master or your slave driver. Like I want you. And when you seek me, um, you know, I'm not going to let you down, right? The idea that we chase down uh, on Sunday when we look at Minions Rise of Gru was this idea that when we seek our idols, they'll let us down. But man, when we seek God, he's not going to let us down. And, and actually, it's the opposite. He's going to satisfy us and he is going to uh, fill the hole in our heart. Um, and yet, as we um, read through Hosea and as I watched the movie, um, I really was partial to uh, a passage in the New Testament um, and I ended up not teaching through that. And so I kind of want to share my thoughts on this passage in the New Testament as well, right? The, the story of the scriptures, they're so woven together and they're so beautiful. And I love how God works in that way, right? So that idea of chasing idols and then letting us down, um, I think a great New Testament example of that is the rich young ruler. Uh, there's this young man who walks up to Jesus in the New Testament and in the gospels. And he says, you know, Jesus, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And, and Jesus kind of looks at him and, you know, Jesus being God, right? He knows what's going on inside of this man. And he looks at this young, uh, rich ruler and he says, well, you know, the law, right? Like, you know what to do. And he begins to quote off some of the 10 commandments. And, and the young man essentially looks back at Jesus and he's like, I've done all of those things. What else? Right. And I think that's the first idol that we see in this man's life. And the first thing that this man is trying to seek down is I'm trying to work towards eternal life. And yet something's missing. Something is awry in my life. And, and Jesus kind of points the law to him. And he's like, I've, I've done all of those things, Jesus. And then, so Jesus responds with, he says, it says he has compassion on the man. He looks at this man and he says, one thing you lack, he says, go and sell everything. And Jesus kind of, I think is hitting at another idol in this man's life. And we see that this second idol, uh, just following the law, like this is obviously not getting me where I think it's supposed to get me. So what else, Jesus? He says, follow me. Jesus says, sell everything and follow me. And then the man, it says he walks away, uh, very sad because he was uh, great with possessions, right? He was not willing to let go of the possessions to what Jesus says is follow him. Um, 
And I think that story is so relatable, especially to us here in the 21st century, because I think those are some of the same exact things that keep us from following Jesus or keep us from uh, fully seeking God. Um, And those are some of the idols that we seek, man. We seek just, hey, God, we're just going to do the right things and we're not going to rely on your grace and we're not going to rely on your mercy and we're not going to rely on your love. We'll just, we'll work, 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 work. And that's good enough. And and I think Jesus sees right through that, right? Like, you know, it's not by our works that we're saved, but by grace. And then, you know, Paul talks about it. It's like, if grace was all about works and we just had to work for it, then grace is not grace, right? Grace is null and void at that point if we have to work towards it. Now, there are good works to be done in the faith, and yet that is not the thing that is ultimately going to save us. And I think a lot of us can get hung up there and and really focus there. And then that second thing is, this is he has great possession. I think a lot of us can get hung up on that as well, right? Our possessions, the things that we want, the things that we have are the things that are keeping us from fully surrendering to God and let him being the all satisfying thing of our life. And as I read that passage, um, it was one of those things where I even weeks before was thinking about that passage in my life. And it says that young man walks away sad. I think the biggest challenge uh, from that text is when we come face to face with Jesus, what will happen? Will we say we're willing to lay it all down and follow him? Or will we look at Jesus and walk away sad because of what he's asked us to do? And my hope and my prayer and, and my challenge today is as we all come face to face with Jesus and we come to grips with, man, there are some idols in our lives that we need to get rid of. What will we do? Will we take the invitation of Jesus to follow him or will we walk away sad? And the challenge is don't walk away sad, but run headlong into Jesus and see full joy and life in him and that he is going to satisfy us. So church, uh, I encourage you to think about that today. Um, Ask the Lord to speak to you through that. I'm going to pray for us and then we'll be out of here for the day. Father, we love you. We thank you. And God, we just ask that you would be our all in all, that we would seek you above all else, that we wouldn't seek anything in our lives, that we wouldn't chase trying to save ourselves through our works. Father, that we wouldn't try to hold on to anything uh, more than you. And Father, that we would run headlong into you in joy rather than to walk away from you um, and then be sad. Lord, we love you. Again, we praise you and we thank you. You are holy, holy, holy and worthy of all glory, honor, and power. Church, I encourage you to just think on these things and pray on these things for uh, a little bit today. Thank you, church. You are sent.